Hi, and welcome back to the Daily Tech Start, where I share with you my day-to-day -day experiences working at a tech startup and the lessons I've learned along the way. This is episode 10, and today's topics is another day and another data breach, and some of the TV series we love to watch. So just when I thought I was going to have a quiet week in London, um, I have now learned that I'll be back in Brussels just for six hours um, this Friday. And I was just thinking maybe I should start a shipping um, business where I offer my listeners um, the opportunity to ask me to bring you back some Belgium chocolate or Belgium beer, um, seeing as I'm going back um, every week as of now. Uh, I can't complain. I'm actually going back to brainstorm with a big um, potential customer um, and working together at the moment on what could potentially be what a very exciting project. So really, I can't complain. And hopefully one day I'll be able to tell you more about this. So back to data. Um, I honestly didn't think I was going to talk to you about data yet again, but um, yeah, it's another day. And yes, you've guessed it. It's another fine out um, out of Europe. And this time it's for Facebook. And so Facebook's found itself in a little bit of trouble. Facebook has been fined 1.2 million euros. So that's roughly 1.4 million um, US dollars for several instances of data breach. So Spain's Data Protection Agency, which is the AEPD, has found a fair amount of instances, free to be um, exact, um, of Facebook not sufficiently informing users how their gender, their religious beliefs, their personal tastes, and sometimes even their browsing history would be used. Um, what's interesting is fully and comprehensive uh, fully, sorry, and comprehensively informing users of how their data is being collected and used is actually increasingly becoming the norm uh, across Europe. Some of the strictest markets um, in Europe that I found so far, especially around data collection, are Germany, Austria, France, and Spain. So those are the four markets that have some pretty strict national regulations, most of the time stricter than the pan-European regulations that we're seeing. So the two big issues that the APD, um, so Spain's Data Protection Agency, had was, first of all, even if you weren't one of the two billion account holders on Facebook, apparently Facebook still collects your browsing information through all of those thumbs up emojis that you're putting that now are not just thumbs up, but smiley faces, unhappy faces, etc. And the APD also found that Facebook kept that user information for over 17 months after people have actually closed their accounts. So here the two instances are around if someone's not a Facebook user but actually liking a particular post, still tracking that data and so obviously not giving Facebook any consent of how they, you know, terms of services and terms of agreement, how they're using the data. And the second one is very much around how long should people be able to keep your data once you've closed an account. Um, and interestingly enough, without getting into the details, the new GDPR regulations, so that's one of the biggest um, data protection uh, agreement that's going to come into play in May um, of 2018, so May of next year, um, that's going to be one of the key issues as well of how long people can actually keep and store your data once you've closed down uh, an account. So it's just another instance um, that shows that governments really aren't any longer just sitting back um, and you better be on your best behavior, especially when it comes to data. So it's quite interesting that it was Google at a pan-European level, it was Google at a local level, and now it's Facebook um, getting in trouble with the Spanish government. So in other news, I read that Netflix and Hulu um, already won 21 Emmys, apparently, ahead of Sunday's Primetime Emmy Awards. Um, Netflix apparently racked in 16 awards, while Hulu... Um, 
Hulu Programming, by their official name, took in five. Um, and, you know, these are the platforms that have bought us lately. The Crown, House of Cards, Luke Cage, The Handmaid's Tale, Master of None, um, Stranger Things. So, you know, they're, they're bringing us some pretty exciting TV shows. And it got me thinking where I was where I am today getting my, you know, my, my weekly dose or even sometimes daily dose of content and specifically audiovisual content. And what was interesting is I realized that I'm spending an increasingly amount of time on YouTube and getting my content there. And I set up a YouTube channel, I think probably six, six years ago, maybe now, but never really did anything with it and never really spent a lot of time on YouTube. Um, my partner spends a lot of time there watching a fair amount of content, but I think it only hit me about two years ago, and I'm now addicted to some of the channels, like Casey, Casey, Casey Neistat's channel, if only I could pronounce his name, um, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, and I would say I, you know, I watch their videos daily when, when they come. Um, I also realized that I've got this giant, I'm staring right now at this giant TV that we, we have, we, so we've paid for a TV license, but very, very rarely watch the BBC. And if I do watch the BBC, I actually watch it from iPlayer. Um, so always watching playbacks. Um, and I use it to watch Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime um, videos, which is quite interesting. So I'm curious out there who still tunes in to actually watch a TV series or a movie. I've, I just have a sense that people only tune in for maybe football games or other sporting events. Um, and also curious where people get their content from. Are, are people spending more and more time on, on YouTube? Um, and do you go to the cinema? I was thinking about that the other day. I've recently, in the last six, seven months, started going back to the cinema, but it's only for special occasions and big movies that I either want to see on IMAX or 3D, or I just want to have a really nice romantic nice out. So I'd say that I'm going back to the cinemas in this last year, but only on special occasions. Quite frankly, I'd rather, you know, just rather watch this at home. The other thing that I've realized is I've gotten so used to watching TV series of 25, 45 minutes that actually watching a full two hour, an hour and a half movie is really hard. I find that my time span just doesn't last and I find myself pressing pause and going back to the movie. So focusing that time and focusing my effort in a, a cinema and sitting down for two hours straight without any interruption. I don't know, I, I have a really hard time with that now, which is quite interesting. Um, and the other thing that's been increasingly interesting to watch is how both Netflix and Amazon are sort of racing to expand their original video offering and they're creating their own movies and how filmmakers and production houses and distributors are saying that this is creating new opportunities for them as well and actually bringing in more movie and bringing in more money sorry um for these movies so it's quite interesting to see what's happening but yeah curious to know how people are and how you guys are getting getting your daily dose of, of content um and does anyone out there still tune in um, to the tv to watch tv series